letter N. Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Jeskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. From all of our soul, way down to Zanzibar, it's still rock and roll, though we don't play no guitar. You rank them high, rank them low, you may be right, big man on Mulberry Street, here on Billy Joel A to Z. everyone and welcome to another episode of Billy Joel A to Z, the podcast everyone's talking about where today we have completed another letter of the alphabet, the letter N. Only four songs in the letter N, one which will never be discussed again on any other platform or with anyone ever. One that is one of the most beautiful songs ever recorded, one moderate hit and an absolute legendary classic. So the N's were a very interesting bunch and kind of what this podcast was built on. So with that being said, let me introduce my better half on Billy Joel A to Z, the fresh off of his Boston headlining gig, Alon Altman, everybody. Hey, Dave, it's me from, uh, that's not even a Boston accent. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it became Brooklyn instantly. Yeah, my cousin <laughs> from Boston. Yeah, I couldn't do that either. So he's going to be Boston. New York for us. Boston. Didn't, didn't you just say you went to the Harvard game? I went to the Harvard game. <laughs> they wiped the floor with a uh, fucking Dartmouth. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I'm glad everything went well. And again, welcome to Billy Joy A to Z. So why don't we just uh, get into it? What I was talking about at the beginning, four songs. And seven years ago. Right. It's an you're Abraham in, Lincoln joke. Apparently you're still in your comedy mode. Uh, let's I can't see. turn it off. <laughs> I will just, uh, you know, let's just go into the rankings and. We would obviously, you know, including myself, obviously be a big fool if New York State of Mind wasn't both of our number ones. Uh, let's just say even if we didn't like if we were sick of this song, you'd have to put it at number one, considering the other three songs. So uh, for me, obviously, uh, New York State of Mind is number one and No Man's Land is number two, although it could have been Nocturne, just discovering yeah. Nocturne. I could have made Nocturne number two, but No Man's Land has a place in my heart, and I do. It is in my head every day, and it certainly isn't a song that anybody dislikes. It's not like uh, Money or Love, which everybody's angry that I like. Uh, and then Nocturne <laughs> is uh, one of the most wonderful songs that I finally got to hear doing this podcast. It's so terrific. And then Nobody Knows But Me belongs at the very, very end of like another list. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's number one on Billy's children's list. So that's an interesting list, uh, a little bit different than mine. I obviously have New York State of Mind, number one, because I'm not crazy. Right. My my number two is surprising. My number two is called Wink and Blinkin and Nod. <laughs> I can't get that like, damn where, song out of my head. Where, you know what? I, I'm feeling the same way. I keep doing the Michael McDonald. Wink and Blinkin and Nod. I keep Wink and Blinkin and yeah. Nod. <laughs> yeah it's in my head it's driving me crazy you're absolutely right that might be the number two song <laughs> you were like making a joke but it's not funny it is totally in my head It's really sickening. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's voice is hilarious. I'll keep forgetting. (laughs) He is great. And that wicked fucking nonsense. God damn it. That was the the pride of the ends. 
really was. <laughs> what a discovery. Yeah, that and Silver Seas. Okay, my real my real number two after New York State of Mind is Nocturne. Yeah, I figured it would be for you. And then No Man's Land, no. and then Nobody Knows But Me. Yeah, of course. In fact, No Man's Land for me, when I was listening to it and, you know, for when we were going to do the thing, I was just, I'm like, God, I forgot how much I really enjoy this song. You know, after I heard it again, I'm like, wait, I really do like this song. Yeah, it's just cool because like the things he did on River of Dreams were very different than stuff he had done earlier. So songs like No Man's Land or Blonde Over Blue just felt different than other things that we've talked about. So that originality that uh, really helps. Yeah, it was funny. I was just thinking about, I guess, when we first started the end, because New York State of Mind was obviously number one in that Glenn Gamboa rankings, our first number one. I was just when we do the final rankings, I think I might have to make two rankings. One where, you know, Modern Woman is clearly number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, number, uh, you know, a, a New York State of Mind or Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, which has to be number one because it just has to be number one or Piano Man or something. You know what I'm saying? Like a yeah. like a conventional Billy Joel one. But I I, I might have to make I, I don't think I can do what Christopher Bonanos does and just say I am the master of my domain or whatever way he worded it. I'm an idiot. There's just no other way to put it. And as people have listened to this podcast, they understand my musical tastes are just it's a name you can't use anymore for a big cancellation. But, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a genuine idiot. So I, I might have to make two because I understand that a scenes from an Italian restaurant could be number one. But I say I don't know whether I can listen to it again. So I don't know at this point if I'd make it number one. Of course, then we go down the rabbit hole of where even Paul Lauren is saying, well, today I like nocturne but tomorrow i might like no man's land or whatever as a, just an example you know it, it also could be what we're feeling a year from now when we make these rankings and we could feel completely different so it's going to be complicated i'm a little nervous yeah <laughs> well yeah i think it's almost like we should rank every single day what are my top 10 billy joel songs today and then after a whole year see what was always in the highest ranking because it's obviously going to change every day what you want to listen to yeah but that's way too big of a project but i think your two lists should be called uh, Dr. Juskow and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> oh, that's and good. And so your crazy list is the Dr. Juskow. Or no, the other way around. Dr. Juskow is your conventional list. Right. Dr. Juskow has either Piano Man or New York State of Mind. She's a tight one on top. And obviously, uh, Mr. Hyde or Mr. Jusk, what is it called? Yeah, Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde is obviously number one of all time. Billy Joel song, Modern Woman. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, for money or love. But seriously, folks. Uh, anything in the M's is going to be number one. <laughs> the question is on the Dr. Juskow list, where does Lullaby sit? Oh, it's still at the very, very end. <laughs> By the time we're done with this, we're going to have like 187 Billy Joel songs. We will have uncovered so many more than what Bananos did. Okay. I am very glad you just mentioned that. Let's talk about the songs that have ends that either weren't released or you don't know about. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I'm not sure where to begin because I have something spectacular that everybody is going to be. Thank you, Dave and Alan, for sharing this song with us that we've never heard before and isn't available anywhere. But oh, I found it. I'm intrigued. So the first song, and I wasn't sure if we should talk about it, is called New Mexico, which is on the My Lives compilation album. But then I've read it becomes Worst to Worst, which is a song I've never heard. Yeah, Worst Comes to Worst is 
from Piano Man and New Mexico, the demo is very similar to the final version. So I think we probably shouldn't really get into it too much because it's very much like it, except that it has backing vocals that the original that the studio version doesn't really have as prominent. But it's a cool song. Yeah, it seemed okay, but yeah, we'll save that for the W's. But that is uh, that was a song. It is on the My Life song, and it needs to be talked about. There's another song that was made in 1989, uh, never released, possibly never even recorded, but it is in the Library of Congress and copyrighted. It was called New Thing in C, the letter <laughs> C. So possibly it was just called New Thing, and it happens to be in the key of C, maybe, and that's why he named it that way. But it is nowhere. Again, we don't know whether it was recorded. I'm going to guess it was recorded somewhere because I can't imagine just copywriting a song called new thing in C that just doesn't make any sense. So is there sheet music that you can see, or you can only see that there was a song title. I haven't found any sheet music for new thing in C. Okay. Cause just if we can ever find title. the sheet music for this, you know, Paul Lauren would record these things for us and that would be really cool. All right. Well, I got one. So here it is folks. Okay. The song is called numbers. Have you heard it on? No. Excellent. Oh, boy, are you going to be thrilled? Folks, we are going to hook you up today as uh, members of the Billy Joel A to Z family. You're going to love us. Uh, the reason why I couldn't find it is because it's actually also subtitled as piece of the action or piece of action. No, <laughs> I think it's called piece of action because I don't think it's called piece of the action. But I think he says piece of the action in the song. Anyway, I found the song. And it's called numbers and it should be called numbers because the word numbers in it. And he talks about uh, fractions and numbers in the song and taking a number and all this kind of stuff. But it is fantastic. Ooh. Yes. And it was written in 1982. Uh, so I think the one of the reasons it wasn't possibly on an album, because you're talking about it doesn't it wouldn't have fit on the Nylon Curtain and it definitely wouldn't have fit on Innocent Man. So it's in this little gray area where you can see he never brought it up again. But it's fantastic. It's really great. There's three different versions. There's the, 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 the number one version, which is great. A little piano version. And of course, uh, there's all around. There's the melodies keeping play, but there's a lot of na 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 na. You know, like he doesn't know what he's going to do. Yeah. There's a guitar riff that's unbelievable. Unbelievable and reminiscent of something else. Maybe all for Lena. I can't tell. You, you'll recognize it and probably know what it is when you hear the guitar riff. And then there's the second version which is totally just more electronic and electric keyboard and electronics. And, and, and then of course there's a lyric that obviously has, you're now a passing ship because he must put that in every unreleased song that's ever been right. recorded. <laughs> then there's a third version of this uh, numbers or piece of action, uh, which doesn't matter because it's, it's, it's not as good as the other two, or it doesn't matter. It's the same, but it's terrific. Like really really great you know what i think i'll we'll end the podcast with it let's play the full song that's a good idea yeah who cares folks you're gonna love it you're gonna absolutely love it we just found you a brand new billy joel song and it's not like dave just like well oh, this new nocturne song is fantastic no it's a it's absolutely brand new i don't think anybody knows about it and you're gonna be so happy when you hear it it's terrific what are some of the listener comments for the letter N? Okay, so we had some really great comments this time around. I'll go song by song. The first one, of course, was New York State of Mind. I'm in a New York State of Mind. Obviously, everyone was in agreement about this song. Jesse Thomas Brown said that we talked about the sax solo being replaced. 
And he said that doesn't just happen on greatest hits. They also replaced the sax solo on the remastered Turnstiles album. He thinks personally that the original solo is more natural and sentimental than the replacement one. That's interesting. It's interesting how they just keep replacing the thing. I don't know what they, I don't know where they see the flaw in it. They're slowly just pulling Richie Kanata out of Billy Joel's Clearly. music altogether. Yes. <laughs> and then after that, they're just going to get rid of Liberty DeVito. <laughs> Yay. It's going to be like, here's Zach Starkey on drums for every song. <laughs> M. Max Rivera said, this song is a masterpiece, definitely my number one. Mm. And he points out he's not from New York. He's from Mexico. Wow. M. Cecilia G. said, this song displays Billy's piano talents so well. Agree. B. Goldman 324 says, he's not from New York. So for him, this song is only in his mid-20s. And he personally feels like Billy Joel's other New York songs are better and speak to him more than New York State of Mind. And Glenn Fug says, hands down, this is the best song ever written. Wow. Not, not just Billy Joel, best song ever written. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you can make a case for it. That's what Glenn Gamboa was saying. You know, yeah, he, he was kind of going there. You can definitely make a case for that. I like what that girl what was her name, Cecile or Seal. Cecilia. Uh, what she's saying, it shows off his piano playing, especially in that version we played where he was on television doing it that jazzy version it really does you know let alone the song itself but the the other versions that we've heard it really shows it off it's it's you know we know already but yeah i'm with you yeah totally so on no man's land uh catalina says that dave hitting the high notes was her highlight of the episode (laughs) (laughs) well thank bless your heart she said she doesn't really care for the song, but she liked all the singing in the episode. Who wouldn't? Greg Baff 86 said that his last name is Bafudo. So he's been mocked his whole life about Butafuco. So That's we feel great. for you, buddy. Poor guy. Well, Dave, you know exactly about this because of your, um, what was it? They, who, what killer did you get? Called? Oh, David Berkowitz. Yeah. Yeah. The son of Sam. They called me Burko for two years. Jesse Thomas Brown said he loves the way the vocal starts low and weary in the song and then turns seethingly angry when it jumps an octave. Yeah, you and know I like that. He agrees with Billy that this may be the best lyrics in any Billy Joel song. Yeah, Jesse, you also know I love that too, because you know, I kept going, I feel that this morning's me. That is my favorite part yeah. too. I love it. Winking, right, right blinking, and nod. <laughs> 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 I hear the winking, blinking, uh, <laughs> quiet pines. <laughs> oh, man. What a, that would be such a horrifying song if it was sung in that way. Our final comment on No Man's Land, Smurfy Pyrex says she remembers that first night of Letterman, and she said it was a perfect night. You had Letterman, Bill Murray, Billy Joel. Oh, boy. Is she right? Isn't that a... Uh, and, and didn't we talk about that already, or did we just talk about it amongst ourselves? It would still be a perfect night. Like 40 years later or 30 years later, it would still be the A-list night for us if you know somebody had a talk show and those were the guests. That's how that's how good these guys were then, and they held up, both of them. Still yeah. superstars, Bill Murray and Billy Joel, 30 years later, and Letterman. Right, and there's very few people you could say that for. Exactly. That's why it was the perfect people to have on the first night. Good thinking. People yeah, that were going to be here for all. And think about this. I mean, Bill Murray has just been constantly in movies since then and and doing good ones and bad ones, but just always around. And Billy Joel has done nothing. And he's still a superstar. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He's still coasting on his accomplishments. No one should be talking about that guy. He hasn't had an album in 30 years, and yet he would still be the number one guy you'd want on that show on the first night. Totally. Okay, so we don't have a lot of comments on Nobody Knows But Me. All right, so Nocturne. We have a bunch of comments here. Steve Hickman from the UK said he's really impressed by Billy's piano playing on Nocturne, and it reopens the debate for him on whether Billy should have himself played the pieces that he wrote for Fantasies and Delusions, his classical release. And he asked if we would be reviewing those songs, and we said, no, we don't have plans to do that, but you never know. When this all ends, we might just say, well, let's go back and do the classical pieces. Well, I had a, a strict no as soon as he said it, and then after I heard Nocturne, I mean, even though he was saying it about Nocturne, I was like, maybe we sh- if if they're like this, maybe. I mean, I haven't heard anything ever of Fantasy's Delusions. Is it good? I don't know. Yeah, I don't listen to it either. So I think maybe we would do like one episode on the whole piece, perhaps. But no, not that sounds like, like a good plan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But we'll see. Oh, that, that's one of the things we can do if we uh, if we're out of town and we don't remember. We've been talking. We, we got to have a filler episode. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> done and done. You solved the problem, Alon. Yeah, very good. Now, as far as what Steve was saying, how, like, why didn't Billy Joel play on that? I think ever since Billy Joel had his motorcycle accident back in, I think it was 1980 or 81, where he broke both of his hands. After that, his fingers were not as limber as they used to be. And I I think he's kind of self-conscious about his playing, which is why you see things like uh, New York State of Mind, that, that live version from the 70s that we were talking about, where he plays that really great jazzy intro. Those are the kind of things that he didn't do so much later in his career. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I, I just saw the greatest Instagram video where the, I don't know whether you saw this, where there's a piano left outside in Long Island. Did you see this? No. Somebody left a piano outside and this guy recorded it and Billy Joel was on his motorcycle and he stopped and they weren't sure if it was Billy Joel, but it's definitely Billy Joel. I promise you it's Billy Joel. And he starts playing it and he goes, no, there's a lot of action left on this piano. Needs tuning and the finish is beat. It's relic. It's a perfectly good piano. It's a shame to throw it out. Should at least donate it to uh, St. Vincent de Paul or something. This thrift store right over here. They probably take it. Yeah. These are laminated keys. Uh, Pedals work? Pedals work. The action is great. The mechanics are perfect. It's just, it's just and it's, it's a, yeah, it's a fascinating, fascinating. So Instagram. someone's just filming like a close a, a closed circuit camera just on the location. No, it was somebody with their phone who I guess maybe they lived there or they saw this guy stop on the motorcycle. And I don't know how it's filmed, but boy, is it interesting. And it's the best because, you know, remember in the Blues Brothers. Ray Charles comes in. They go to the Ray Charles, where is you know owns a music store, and they go in and they're like, uh, "Kate, can you you know just uh, it it combines into Billy Joel because the Matt Mad Dog Murphy or whatever his name is uh, was playing at the hotel and they put on the tape which plays Don't Go Changing. Oh God, I said it again. <laughs> uh, just the way you are. 
So it does go in. So that guy was asking about this keyboard. Hey, this keyboard looks old. I mean, uh, how can you charge this much money for it? He goes, that keyboard still has a little action in it. Hey, Ray, it's me, Murph, of Murph and the Magic Tones. Tell me a little about this electric piano, Ray. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. That's the best in the city of Chicago. How much? 2,000 bucks and it's yours. You can take it home with you. As a matter of fact, I'll throw in the black keys for free. 2,000 for this chunk of shit? Come on, Ray. I mean, really, Ray, it's used. There's, there's no action left in this keyboard. Uh, 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 excuse me, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with the action on this piano. It's such an interesting movie. I can't recommend it, but some of the music numbers from the old legends like Ray Charles and stuff is, is really terrific. And that's a great scene. And they're all dancing outside. And and I, I just thought Billy Joel, he, he was just and like what his 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 idol in this movie says, this key- keyboard still got a little action in it. And then uh, and then Billy Joel says that exact same thing, just not for any reason. But that's the way he talks like his legend, Ray Charles. Yeah, I, I just wonder if he like knew and this was like a pre-planned, like a fake. Like, oh, if Billy you see it, I, I really no, I don't think so. He left his helmet on. He only turned around for a second. I don't think it's like that Andrew Dice Clay thing. I, I or, think it was legitimate. <laughs> but at the end of it, he just like looks at the camera, just like Joe Piscopo at the end of the keeping the. Oh, video. my God. With the wink. Oh, my God. Just shoot me now. All right. So more nocturne comments. B Goldman 324 said that Cold Spring Harbor feels like Billy's one of Billy's best sequenced and easiest albums to listen to in one sitting. And he said specifically great is that sequence that we talked about in the episode going from tomorrow is today to Nocturne to got to begin again. I am going crazy that I haven't heard some of the songs off the album, so I can't listen to it as a whole yet. Can't do it. Yeah. Gotta wait. Gotta wait. I, it like out. It. I just can't wait to hear another song from Cold Spring Harbor. I'm like so excited. Go on. Yes, me too just to hear you hear the songs. So BU2 Believe said that Cold Spring Harbor is a hidden gem for hardcore fans. That's for sure. That's true. And our buddy Matt Salakus says, I slept on this one. So he's a fan of Nocturne as well. Oh, I wasn't sure what that meant. <laughs> or put meant, him to sleep. Yeah, this podcast didn't work for me, so uh, I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought that meant. <laughs> And finally, we have one comment on our AJ Smith interview, um, again, from Steve Hickman, who said this was a great interview with a talented and fascinating guy. And he pointed out how many songs by other artists have used the phrase Billy Joel in their lyrics. Really? He links to a a website from like lyrics.com, where if you search for Billy Joel, you see all these different artists. Surprisingly, a lot of them are rappers. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I really thought AJ was the only one. Yeah, no, like Nas has used Billy Joel in a song. Action Bronson has done two songs with Billy Joel in the lyrics. The Beastie Boys have done it. Big Daddy Kane. And then Daughtry, that's, that's a rock dude. And then Phil Vassar has done it a couple times. He's a country guy. Well, it's so interesting. And it's, I'm glad a lot of people liked the interview. We thought he was pretty cool, too. I'll tell you this, though. Um, after I heard, again, the A.J. Smith uh, interview, I was listening to a lot of his music. And he's got a, a really great singing voice. He really does. 
Yeah, he's he's a cool. He was a nice, fun guy. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the interview. He, you know, I think he's got a future. I hope he does. It's really hard to make it in this business and music business, especially as a new musician. Like he was saying, it's not like the old days where you just do radio play and you, you know, can go to radio stations and they'll plug your album. It must be even you would think it'd be easier because you can get the album out to more people in this day and age. But it's it's actually more complicated, maybe. But great guy. I was very happy we had him as a as a guest. Yeah. And his songs are so like instantly catchy. So I think one of them will catch on. One of them will become a big hit because the second you listen to it, you don't have to listen the second time. You're like already like really into it. I, when I was listening to that Misfit song, I was like, wait, I've heard this before on the radio, but I probably not. It just that's how catchy they are. You think you've heard them before. And I think it was Kenny Loggins who used to say, I know when I have a hit because I think I've heard the song before. Uh, or, you know, somebody said that and uh, my, that guy had massive hits. So if he can get to a Kenny Loggins status, then AJ Smith is doing all right. Maybe it didn't end well for Kenny Loggins, but, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, not only that, but Kenny Loggins worked with our favorite guy, Michael McDonald. Oh, that. Oh, God, that's right. They did lots of stuff together. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake for them all. This is it. <laughs> we keep looking well, I shall name you the fisherman Well, obviously, we don't have a parody today because it's just a, a wrap up show. Wait but, a second. Well, I why do you have a parody for just uh, the letter N? Or what is this? A Sesame Street? Oh, are you doing the bit with Billy Joel? Uh, the nobody knows but me. Is that the gag? No, I'm doing the remember we talked about during Nocturne how there's this Queen song called Seven Seas of Rye. And then I said Seven Seeds of Rye. And you said that would be a good parody. And then I said, maybe I'll do that on a wrap up show. And so I wrote a song called Seven Seeds of Rye. Well, how does the melody go? Well, you got to know the Queen song first. Oh, I don't know. So we oh, played so you it on the do a parody. episode. I assumed you weren't going to do a parody. And I was going to say we should talk about our friend Catalina from Chile, who made a, a an Alan, a weird Alan Altman parody rankings list, <laughs> which was fascinating. Yeah, I know. She put on her Instagram that her favorite three and her least favorite three. Okay, so Catalina's ranking. These are her top three favorite parodies from Weird Alon. And the reason we're bringing this up is because number one was the parody for New York State of Mind, which was COVID testing line. That was a good one. Yeah. Her second favorite was Poppy Seeds. Did I like that one or I hated that one, right? I think you hated it because you're not a fan of Poppy Seed Bagels, but that was the parody for Honesty. What? Poppy Seeds. Oh, my God. I guess I hated that. That would be on my other list that she has okay what's the third one? the best bagel type god every (laughs) bite is so crunchy so her third favorite was i don't want to be home alone anymore oh yeah that was a good one all right (laughs) i'm in for the one and three but not two should be on the other list our least favorite yeah let's see if we're in agreement on this okay her number one least favorite song is leave a tip when you get a scone well, that's everybody's least favorite song, Alon. Leave a tip, but you get a scone. God. Her second least favorite was Make Room for a Scone, which was from a room of our own. And that was the originator of the whole scone meme that has I, become I, part of our podcast. So I was right in the fact that everybody is sick of your scone parodies. Go on. And her <laughs> third least favorite song was Keeping the Fork, <laughs> which was about stealing you know a fork when a diner wrongs you. Yeah, well, Catalina's got it all right. <laughs> yeah, and she's right, because that song definitely should, it should have been using the force. It should have just been a Star Wars parody. 
All right, Alon, it's time. Let's hear this ridiculous uh, <laughs> parody that in the ends wrap up, which makes no sense. But since you put it together and I do want to hear, I do like parodies about food. I'm all in. Yes, it's the ends wrap up. But we're doing a queen parody of a song that starts with the letter S. So it makes no sense. Like you said, this is seven seeds of rye. I had to send back my pastrami. My sandwich bread was crumbly and dry. I demand the best bread for my sliced meat. Bring before me what is mine, the seven seeds of rye. Can you hear me behind your deli counter? I'm just not a pumpernickel guy. Give me caraway seeds and six more varieties. I swear that you'll be mine, the seven seeds of rye. I'd like a marble rye. Someone help! Shut up, you old pig! That's pretty good. I mean, I, I think I... Do the melody, the melody. Yeah, because we, we put it into the Nocturne episode. Yeah, we put it so. in so that I heard it. So, that, all right, well, that was good. I think that was worth waiting for. <laughs> what else? It's a wrap-up episode. Why not do something weird? Why not? What are we going to talk about? More uh, nobody knows but me? No. <laughs> Best part of the end wrap-up. Winking, blinking, and nod. Hold on. Do you uh, know what is coming up? In April, do you understand what April is? 2022? That's right. Tax day. No. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary of doing this podcast. That's unbelievable. How do we make it one year? I don't know, but we are coming up to the cues at the exact time that our one-year anniversary comes up. So what we thought we would do, because there are no cue songs. The plan is we will have a very fun guest in Q that we will tell you about later. But for the wrap up of Q, technically, quote, wrap up, we are going to have a Q and A with you guys. So on April 9th, Saturday, April 9th, like we do on Saturday afternoon, sometimes we, you know, we haven't figured it all out yet. We'll flush it out. But for now, we're just letting you know on April 9th, Saturday, April 9th, event, we'll do Zoom so everybody can come on at once. And we could just talk to each other and, you know, you can ask questions for us. We can talk about Billy Joel questions, or maybe we can ask questions about you and what you're doing and stuff like that. So it's a big Q&A all around and a celebration of our one year anniversary for Billy Joel A to Z for the podcast. And I thought that would be or we thought that would be a terrific way to celebrate everything in a song or in a letter where there are no songs. It's the perfect thing for the cues. We're really looking forward to it. So join us on April 9th. April 9th. We don't, you know, well, obviously there's two more wrap ups we can do. So we'll let you know the times and the places and all the stuff that you need to know. But that is our plan. So that was the end wrap up, which means we're coming into the O's. And the O's are notable because they include... Only the good die young. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It's the reason we started the podcast in the first place. Yes. So we'll see you in the O's. But until then, enjoy this new end song that we found for you. Numbers. Exclusively on Billy Joel A to Z. Billy Joel A to Z exclusive.
Sex. 